You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. And we're joined by Mr. Kent. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How's everyone doing? We are hot. But fine. Yeah, it's hot in here. <laughs> I'm hot and fine. Har, 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 har. Well done, Cookie. <laughs> I have no strength for you today. <laughs> um, yeah, no, today is hot. But anyway, um, we're going to be talking, we're having an in house discussion today about um, the church and business. Should the two mix? Should be looking. Do you mean like should we be looking for clients at church? Is that what you mm-hmm. meant by it? Mm-hmm. So, is the church a place strictly for spiritual activities, or the two your two worlds can blend if you have a business or work for some place, and you try and get clients from church or you do business with people from church? Mm. Is that cool? Is it not cool? If not, why? And then yeah, well. See where the conversation mm. takes us. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a hot potato. I don't see why you can't mix the two. I mean, it's it's like you 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 at your job or your business for six days of the week. It's hard for you to not for there not to be some sort of overlap. But the tricky part now I feel is when <laughs> the church knows what you do for a living and then <laughs> you're called upon <laughs> to do certain things and you're like. Is this for free? Am I giving? Is this my offering me doing this thing that I do usually to get paid, but I'm doing it now for the church for free? For me, that's the gray area. That's not a necessarily good point. the part of like getting paying customers from church. That should be okay. Yeah. I think the tricky thing is the church. And I guess the church here is the institution, right? Yeah. yeah. Like where you fellowship. Where, where you fellowship. Yeah. Often the tricky thing is the natural assumption is that because you serve at, you serve at a certain church, anything that you do for the church should really be done pro bono. There's that assumption that's there, right? Should it that, be that though? preconceived sort of um, idea that is there. The problem, though, is that hasn't quite worked out many in in many scenarios, and. I think the problem is twofold. Yeah. The problem is one on the part of the congregants where we can just assume that just because something needs to be done for the church, it's got to be, and I'm a congregant, mm-hmm. I have to do it pro bono. Mm-hmm. And yet the church is paying for a whole host of other things. Yeah. They pay their water bill, the electricity <coughs> bill, hopefully. They pay for other, they pay for other expenses, yeah. salaries and all kinds of things. And so if they're, um, contracting you or asking for your services as as a business person then there should be a proper business transaction mm. so i think i think it's a case of clarity right where you the congregant need to clarify that if i'm doing this i'm doing this as this is part of my business this is part of what i actually do for a living yeah. and so i'm gonna i'm gonna charge you this much and then the church should also make it clear that hey we're, we're contracting you to do this for us and so we're engaging your services and so um how much you charge or give us an invoice or something like mm-hmm. that. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it can be problematic. Yeah. Okay. But in my experience, I've all, I've never felt like I can charge them the full price anyways. Why? 
I don't know, like Cookie said, like you just feel like I should be doing this for free. But because I can't and I actually need the payment in order to do the service, let me just like do it at cost. Mm. Usually is what I tell myself. Like I don't need to make a profit from this. I just need to get it done, but not so that I can end up with extra in my pocket. Although I can tie the bunny extra you though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> So, I mean, to get it back in the end of the day. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, I don't know. I just mentally really, really, really struggle with it. Like, should I, not should I discount? I always discount. Okay. Without fear. Do you discount out of a heart, <laughs> out of a heart that's willingly giving? Mm-hmm. Or do you discount because you feel some type of way? Like, you, there's almost like a guilt. Yeah factor where you feel like Ish, i can't be charging the house of god the full price um do people from my church listen to this <laughs> um the first time i've i saw it as i this is me giving mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i charged um I, I don't need to go into specifics but basically i was a heavily discounted invoice but i saw the discount as me just giving like this it's fine I won't make money from this, but it's my way of giving. Then they came back for more. So <laughs> they wanted that. Like and you've kind of set the a, precedent. I've set a precedent, but this time I'm not in a position financially to actually extend the same discount. So I'm just stuck like, oh, crap. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> but they keep saying, no, we'll pay. It's fine. Just send us invoices. So I'm like, oh, they're probably expecting to see the discount though. I don't know. I'm in a pickle. I've been waiting like two weeks to send this invoice. Are you still? Oh, or is this actually is happening, happening right currently? <laughs> yes, it's happening. Huh. Okay. Right now. Give them my number, and then I can be. <laughs> and then what? What are you going to do? Just tell them I'm your business partner. I'll handle. I'll handle everything. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so I guess it comes down to how we perceive the church. Is it? Is it a charity organization to us? Is it mm. what kind of hmm. body are we interacting with? Also, on on yeah. that, this I know my church is really small. Mm-hmm. So I, when I, I mean, okay, I don't know what, what they get on a Sunday from offerings, yeah. but I, I'd imagine a lot of the activities. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, the size of the church matters also. Which it shouldn't. I just feel terrible saying these things. Guys, please don't judge me. <laughs> but I used to go to a mega church, what you'd call a mega church before. So I've I had business transactions with them, although it was with a specific pastor. So I didn't know that the things that he was getting from me were to be then used at the church. He just came to me on in a very professional way mm-hmm. and we did the work and it was not discounted from what I remember. Um and then when I then saw the stuff at church, I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was for... It. Okay, anyway, cool. That's cool. Um, but I mean, it's a huge church. So even yeah. if they had wanted to pay me, um, they could have, I feel. Whereas mm-hmm. now I go to a very small church. And I think a lot of the activities are subsidized by specific members of the church. Right. So now I'm like, oh, this invoice could actually be quite heavy for the church. So... As a member, can't I just lighten that load a bit by subsidizing it? So that's the position I find myself in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. It's <laughs> very tricky. It is tricky. 
but also not that tricky. Really? You know why? I I reckon I used to struggle with this a lot where I'd think should I bill if I'm doing something for the church should I bill or does me doing something for the church automatically mean that I, I should give some sort of a discount or, or even for free or even do it for free mm. and I think a lot of believer, <laughs> believers <laughs> find themselves in this pickle where they're like I I want to serve my church, but I also feel like I can't really charge them. But the question that I, I then had to ask myself was, is that driven by a heart to actually give? Because the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. yeah. So am I doing this out of cheerfulness where I'm saying I, I really want to give and be a blessing to the church? Or is it driven by some sort of, a, again, I said this earlier, that there's a, a guilt factor that's there where I'm thinking, is this right for me to do this? Mm. And it's, mostly not even to do with my relationship with God, but more with my relationship with the church and how they're going to perceive me. Mm. For example, if my pastors, then like, are they just naturally expecting me to not, to not charge? And then yeah. if I charge, are they going to see me some, you know, yes, in some, some yeah, type of way? So exactly. there's, there's that thing. Yeah. But I think an upfront conversation needs to be had yeah. where, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience where it's like, Hey, listen, so uh, I, I am prepared to to do this for you. You're my church. This is what this this is the bill. This is what I actually charge to do this, mm. right? Uh, then, if you're in a place where you're saying, "Okay, I'm prepared to," but I, I'd actually like to give you guys a discount. Mm. Uh, the discount is going to be five percent or ten percent or whatever. Well, I'll give you, I'll give it to you at cost, mm. just this once, so that is so that there's clarity. Mm. But this is what it actually costs to do this, so that they actually they also have an appreciation of what it takes for you to to deliver whatever service or product yeah um yeah then the flip side is if you're saying ish i can afford to just do it for free you also let them know that this is this is business but you're my church and i'm doing this to i'm doing this for free because it's my church and i'm always going to do this for free for you because you're my church because i can afford it or just this once I think because what we, what as a congregate, especially if you're in a bigger church, what you are exposed to is the big givers. Like, person A, you donated a generator, and person B, right. you donated a car for the pastor, and you're thinking, okay, that's the level. Like, people are just expecting yeah, yeah. Kungo Piwa. And then here I am, little old me, making cakes or whatever, and then I want to charge, I want my thing to last <laughs> my cake. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are giving generators. You just feel like, eh, I can't charge. I mean, look at the difference and, you know, the heftiness of these gifts. And then you kind of talk yourself out of charging. That's what makes doing business in the church very tricky for me. Mm -hmm. Because you have those scenarios where you start looking at things from the overall perspective. Like you've just rightfully put it. Mm -hmm. Someone donates a car and then you're coming with your $50 invoice there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of... But it shouldn't be like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like what you put across in that it has to come from a willing heart where you you are giving i i don't want to lie i've i've been on the other side and i will tell the truth one of the scariest things as a pastor is are we going to survive because mm -hmm. on on the monday 
you're counting the offering <laughs> and the tithes, right? <laughs> and you're looking at the bills and you're seeing a mismatch, you know what right. I mean? And you need something done. Like, for example, something breaks down or you need to install or you need to buy a new PA system or whatever it is. And then you know someone in the church who supplies PA systems or who does that thing. Your kind of expectation is the guy is going to come and, you know, donate. Donate <laughs> 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 PA system. Because nice. no, you don't yeah. have the money to right. buy the thing. Yeah. You know? and I think this is, this is good. This is actually a very good <laughs> discussion and, and some good, yeah. a good perspective that you're exactly. bringing yeah. as, as a as, as a pastor as well because the thing the difference because so i have i have different shoes like well, now it's a lot easier because i'm serving in a church where i'm not like actively involved in the day-to-day mm-hmm. but when i was i had both during the week i'm a business person and now i'm a pastor now in business it's easy it's like you know your sales you know you're, you're pushing your sales mm-hmm. and whatever you, you know the more you hustle the more you make the more you can expand the more you can buy stuff mm-hmm. In church, you're, you're, you're literally relying on people's willing hearts mm. to give. Mm-hmm. And you can't really sell <laughs> tithes and offerings, <laughs> although some churches kind of do. But you know what I mean? So you never know. You can't, it's like the most, that was the most difficult three or four years of my life in terms of handling finances because mm-hmm. you don't know how to budget for it because mm. you can't tell. And it's like the cycle is unpredictable. Like Dictable all of a sudden, cycle. some people, some this Sunday people were so moved, and then you get this offering, and you think, ah, now we're on the right track. And then next Sunday you get a dollar. Yo, but you congregants also. I kid you not. There was a time. <laughs> Our senior pastor got so mad. <laughs> I kid you not, guys. We had 40 cents. What? what you mean 40 cents? 40 cents. How? It was in rand. You remember the days where change used to be given yeah, in rand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So when you converted, it was 40 cents. Yes. Wow. Shucks. Okay, that's insane. And he was so livid. And he was like... Don't people understand? No, he started calling out people. Like, not names, but like saying, I know we have doctors here. We have, you know, accountants and lawyers. And guys, give 40 <laughs> Yo, but congregants also, guys. Exactly. But then you can't really coerce people to give, can you? Yeah. yeah. So how do you deal with that dynamic? So when you understand those kinds of things... um it then gives you a perspective of, okay, should I be charging the church? Should I be giving to the church? And sometimes that's what helps because from that, I remember from that point, we decided, okay, it's not about, you know, guilt tripping people to Mm -hmm. give, right? Let's be transparent and see if people can see the bigger picture. Because sometimes you think, the church is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're here. The chairs are up. The band is working. Um, you know, everything seems to be good, but you don't know what's going on behind That's the scenes. True. Yeah. But when you start being transparent and saying, guys, we only received 40 cents last week and these are our commitments and that sort of thing. When we started doing that, we started seeing people, some people who generally didn't give, start starting to give and thinking, okay, yeah. It has a 
flip side in that it can scare some congregants to think like this is not quite a stable church i need to oh mm. Yo. Yeah. ministry ministry <coughs> something else but i do think that on this on this particular topic i think it's important for for all of us to be sober yeah. for congregants to be sober as well that if you're part of a church and you've actually chosen that this is the church that you're going to fellowship at i think it's important for you to have a, a very real and sober approach to it what i mean by that is the moment you become a, a part of a church you're no longer just somebody who's you're not just a church member right you you're part and parcel of the family this is why some churches will say after you attend a couple of times they will actually ask you if you want to be part of the church yes i've heard of a church that says uh you you can come you can check out for i think about three three or four weeks yeah if you don't feel like that's where you want to fellowship you could you're free to leave Mm. but what you can't do is to continue coming without committing Whoa! Yeah, okay. they they have they have, I think it's like a Baptist church, but I kind of get what because they're quite big on doctrine and things like that. Uh-huh. But I think also because of stuff like that, that yeah. if you're if you're part of the church, the church where you're at it is where you're going to be giving and giving your offering and on and all these things because they actually serve a very specific purpose within the church. Yeah. So if so, as congregants, I think we also have to think about that that. If I'm going to a church and if, and I have the wherewithal to to give something, then I must be conscious of the fact that my giving is actually be my, my money is actually being used, used yeah. to help run the church. Yeah. So so there's I think often we lose sight of that pra- practical aspect because we just think yeah. ah, I give my offering then something just happens in the spirit there then whatever no but there's actually there's an actual <laughs> practical thing where your money is needed and and is used so i think it means that as believers we also have to actually think about our giving yeah and we can't just be giving like 40 cents exactly with, and then afterwards we're going to pizza in and spending 50 bucks on, on pizza so I, I think we have to think about stuff like that that do we actually practically realistically honor god with with our money and yeah. what does that look like yeah and that giving does extend to our business doesn't it then right then like it comes back to what you're saying it has to be from a willing heart where you're feeling like okay i may not have the money or it may not be the money that the church needs instead of them buying this thing i already supply this thing i can give it to the church either totally donate it or like what you were doing you know take off the profit and just get the cost do the thing and do it yeah that's that's a form of giving it's real and that's honestly speaking if you look at the in in the new testament yeah that's really what the apostles and that church like the the church culture then was like that the Mm. early church that people knew that they needed Mm. to fund this this work yeah Yeah. and so paul says that each gave according to what they were able to i don't know if it's paul or somebody else but the point is there was a sense of responsibility that everybody felt. And so they gave, mm. knowing that they were part of what was going on. Do we, do we still have that same sense when we go to our churches? Mm. Do we feel like I'm, I'm a part of this, I'm contributing yeah. to what's happening? Or do we kind of feel like, ah, T-Mac is going to give because she's got sheets. Mm. Or this guy is going to give because he's got a yeah. Merc parked outside. Me, yeah. my money is just for... Which, which I think is the wrong approach. I have a, I have a question, though. So, 
we're approaching it from a perspective of where the church doesn't have enough resources, right? What about in a church that's thriving, right? People are giving, they've got, you know, surplus, you know what I mean? And they decide, okay, we want to do this or want to re-kit our lounge room or want a new, and you know, backup power system or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And they need to install it, right? Uh, and they need to pay for it. They have the money to pay for it. Should the church open up a tender to the congregants? Oh, that's interesting. Because there's multiple <laughs> solar guys in there, there are multiple furniture guys. Now, how does because now the church has the money? It's not like they don't have. So now I'm laughing because yeah. <laughs> is, is that something that's that's on the cards? <laughs> I'm actually part of a. Ten tender process in my, in my church. <laughs> really, does right the now. church does the church do that? They the they opened up. They opened up. It was a. Yeah, it's, it's quite a big project that's oh, being done. Okay. So yeah. they. So we we. So they kind of saying we want first preference to go to congregants who do. Yeah. This. So we were part of the meet. Before I was part of the pre. We go to outside. Yeah. And then, so that we, we the actually then recommended. Should that be the thing? Because we wanted the church. We, we wanted the church to get the best deal possible. Uh, so we actually then recommended and said, "Why don't we? Why, why don't we put this to tender?" Yeah, but I'm saying, should that be? Should the church prioritize its members over, say, so like for example, I don't come to your church, but mm-hmm. I'm also a guy who does whatever the tender requires. Should the priority be to someone in your, your church, or it should just be a fair and square open tent? I think it depends. Why? Okay, let me, let me not. Let me not. <laughs> do, no, do, do you have something to say? No, I don't. I'm like just listening earnestly <laughs> for the response. <laughs> I think it depends on several factors. It, it's got to be context driven. Why I say this is different things have different so so there, i think there's certain things that require a certain level of expertise right yeah so and as much as okay like i go to a big church but there are there may be people outside the church who are better suited to handle certain things so for example we we recently got a a new sound system which cost yeah. quite, quite a lot quite a yeah. lot right like world-class sound system we couldn't just get a local supplier to mm. to supply that so we got because we wanted a, spe- a specific type of sound system, so we had a a foreign company come in, yeah. supply supply the sound system, set it up, do everything. Yeah. So in in that instance, I think a, a local a local company might not have been able to deliver what we wanted. Yeah. However, if if it's something where you you have multiple members in the church, or you've got members in the church who are able to to do it, you know what. I don't see I don't see a, a, a problem with giving first preference to to your congregants, especially if they're congregants that are actively involved in the church and they can deliver. And for for this reason, I feel like congregants who are in, invested, who've got a vested inter- interest in the church thriving, mm-hmm. are going to give the church number one the best possible deal, and they're going to they, they they their interest is in more than just the financial side of things or the business side of things, they actually want the thing to work properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for that reason, it might be beneficial for the, ch- for the church to favor its own in, in, that res- in that respect. Having said that, it would be tricky though for the church to 
give first preference to its members when its members aren't fully qualified qualified to, okay. to deliver you know what i'm saying then okay. then that works in the reverse so i think in that in that instance then it would be necessary to open it up to to the larger the body of suppliers yeah. okay so i'm going to ask you know how you know in business you're told you know take every opportunity to network whatever is church a place we should be actively doing that hmm networking selling your business or is it a place where you should be really focusing on brother could how are you how's your heart with jesus you know how's your family doing or should i be you know actively because i do i don't want to lie i thought about it because there are some people at church mm-hmm. that will come and actively sell you know straight after church they're like yeah so uh, i do this and that, we have a bookshop or have this, that, that, that. Yeah, come and support me. That's another thing. Come and support you, me. And yeah. <clears throat> Is that something like that? You know, how you would go to a conference and you've got your networking mm-hmm. game on. I mean, literally, church is like a great opportunity because that's happening every Sunday. So yeah. the amount of leads that you can generate are quite. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, Yes and no, I think. <laughs> I think for some people it makes sense. Say you're a Christian musician. Mm-hmm. I mean, you church people should know okay, your music <laughs> or whatever. Like that's a it makes sense to fish there <laughs> if you want to call it fishing. Um, but for some other things, I think the church can come up with structured ways in which people can advertise yeah, themselves. Yeah, okay. Um, because it does become a little bit off-putting if after every service somebody is yeah. trying to give you their business card. Yeah, ah, I've, I've had that. I've annoying. had that happen on Sundays where uh, maybe maybe because we do two services on a Sunday morning. Maybe I'm up there. I'm leading worship straight after that. Uh, in between services, I go to the coffee shop or I'm doing something. Then someone comes. Hey, what's up, man? This is what I do. What for me, it's almost like okay. I, there's just something distasteful about it. Mm. So I agree with T-Mike that if the church intentionally puts certain structures in place or yeah. does like a business networking something, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, if there's like separate things where the men, there's like a man's something yes, and it's yeah, less, you know, it's it's less sense. formal, then you can talk about, hey, this is what I actually do. Mm. I'm a kind yeah, of colleagueist yes. or I'm a... Assuming that business I'm, is just for men. I'm a music... Pr- no, no, no. no, 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 no I was going to say... Even ladies Then, then, then my ladies... You want to get me married? Then, you know, there's a ladies something, then the ladies can talk about whatever ladies talk about because ladies talk about everything. And, you know, and so... Yeah, but but honest, I just feel let's let's keep the Sunday morning sacred. Mm. That's my that's my personal belief. You know, let's yeah. actually make it a worship service where we worship God. And if we're yeah. going to have conversation, let the conversation be about how are you doing? You know, how's your yeah. walk with God? What what yeah. are you about? What's your belief about this? And I think we actually make intentionally make it about about God, not not other things, other things yeah. not non-core things. Then maybe if we then do lunch or if we happen to connect and we have a f- 
an, an extended conversation, then you know maybe that opens the door for for that. But to actually intentionally say, "Nas ntugenda nema business cards," <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> think nema flyers. Nema flyers. <laughs> I just think there's something weird about that. Yeah, it's it really is like it's because you're in this certain frame of mind. It's a bit mm. jarring when someone takes you out of that and they're like, "Now trying to talk work." You're like, "Oh." Mm. Yeah, you like you listen out of politeness, but you also just were like, oh, "Not really." I'd rather yeah. this conversation just yeah. refocus on something else. And further to that, just to add to that, I, I was really humbled when, because um, again, because our church is quite big, and there's you, you never know who you're dealing with and who's there. Mm. And I've seen some of the most influential business people in just in in, in society and stuff in the in, in the country who are uh, who just be doing stuff like they're in the pastor's lounge serving people mm. or they're backstage doing stuff because i'm part of the worship team you know it's a guy who it's a, the guy will come and say hey can I, I can hold your phone for you he's there he's got a bottle of water for you but but you just don't even know who this person is mm. you know and it's only much later that you then realize okay this guy is the ceo of like this big mm. company and for me i think that's that's really what's the body of Christ body is supposed Christ to be like, about, yeah. you know, we shouldn't, it shouldn't be about, ah, uh, you know, Keith has got his Lamborghini parked outside. So he needs to be given the front seat. Because, yeah. And then, and then it's like, Keith can't be Keith anymore. Yeah. We, we should be able to serve one another to worship together without, without people necessarily already putting a label on you because you are, you, you're so, and so, 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 so I think that's one of the most, you say that uh-huh. there's a, uh, there's a guy Back back then, I used to, he was part of the welcoming team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to just, you know, greet him a lot. Because I, I don't know, I kind of felt pity for the guy. Because oh, he was just like a chill guy. He didn't dress like extremely well. He dressed like a normal Asha would, because I guess, yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't pick him out. And he was like, he, he, he wasn't, you know, there's some people that make it look obvious that I have money. Right. He didn't look that way, you know, just like a normal guy. So sometimes you'd kind of think, hey, but this one is quite advanced in age. And yeah, it doesn't look like he's made a lot of himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you start, you know, talking to the guy, you know, treating him differently. Like, you know, he's kind of like, a, you know, the same level of or, uh, with you or even a bit below or whatever. And you try and help the guy and whatever, whatever. And the guy, you know, plays along, plays along, plays along. And only to find out, after I got married, because now this person is now related to my wife, we go to their house, and all along, this guy is some big shot business guy (laughs) who is very wealthy with a ridiculously amazing mansion. (laughs) So that was quite... uh, So now we're laughing together. I'm like, but bruh... I used to give you transport money. You just take it. <laughs> you used to give me transport. Look at you. Because you'll be thinking, hey, bro. No, it's not because you would have asked for it. But you know how one of those, you're feeling some kind of way. You don't know yeah. if it's the Holy Spirit or whatever. You're yeah. just like, hey, I just feel like I this feel guy. I, I want to help you. this guy. So I don't know. And I'll just say, hey, I just feel like giving you this five bucks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'll be appreciate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let me pray for you and whatever. Aww. And you feel like you're... <laughs> 
a blessing but this is just that <laughs> humility and whatever but i would have never spoken to that guy mm-hmm. that way we would have never had the rapport we have even up to now we have a very good you know yeah. relationship because we built that before i saw yeah. i probably would have looked at him differently if i knew yeah, that's no. what he mm. he had that's such a good yeah. and can we just talk about this <laughs> how how we treat people how we class people up yeah. in church i think it's a it's a bad yeah it's it's actually a problem uh and i think this is prevalent both in in big churches and in, in small churches where it's like you just the moment you hear that somebody is i guess it's a human thing right the moment you hear that somebody is somebody is someone important all of a sudden you start treating them differently you yeah. like, maybe this person is living the most sordid lifestyle mm-hmm. and they're not even really following God properly but just because they are the whoever or mm-hmm. whatever. Sit at the front. And yet the guy who is the... who's just an ordinary guy who's catching combis, who's got a shoe that's torn or whatever, you just mm. treat him like, ah, we are not, we are not bad, sorry. Mm. You know, and isn't it crazy how we can we can get caught up in that yeah as as christians and we stop seeing people for who they are yeah because we 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 see all the what do you call it all the dressing yeah yeah and so I that's think crazy jesus was always trying to remind people yeah. about yes. that constantly um who was it who wanted to follow him and he's like i hope you know that i like have no fixed up words yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yep. don't i'm not boxed up like i'm out yeah, here bruh. yeah <laughs> like, don't be don't be thinking just that. know that following me does not mean that you're living a life of luxury yeah 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 we, so we, i guess it, it has to be organic that's rather true. than intentional like how you would at a business conference you're quite intentional you mm-hmm. know you're going with your a game you're elevator pitch everything yeah. but i guess with with church it's one of those things where it has to be organic out of genuine relationship that mm. these things come out and then you're like oh yeah you know brother kuda does you know solar and energy and all that and then one day when i decide to or when i have a problem that requires your services yeah. i remember oh yeah brother kuda does this mm. yeah. you know i do think it's better if it's organic i i feel so too can we just talk about on that on that note can we talk about business uh, just doing business with people in the church because yeah, that's okay. that's yeah, so it's me i think brother could have rather people didn't know <laughs> <laughs> what he does he doesn't want to do Yo, with us <laughs> so i think there's this lady who would always hint she's like ah then one day I think she just gathered the guts just like I wouldn't want to donate it all so like straight up and but I would have done it actually I would have done it if if I was in a position to but I think at the time we just weren't in a position to but but I think it gets tricky when things like that now start start happening where it's like someone is you know that they pull and I mean this with all the respect that I can master. They pull the pastor card or they pull the mother card or the whatever, the father card. And it's like, yo, guys, yeah, it's it, it can get tricky. Yeah. You know, um, and then the other thing is even just doing business for business with people in the church. Because, for example, you know, you can do business with somebody, something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me use an example that's independent from what i do maybe you 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 install maybe you're into software mm-hmm. and all of this yeah. and then you you install 
or you you sell a computer to somebody in the church and you install a certain type of software on it then if the software goes bust Bust. or something doesn't work the way it's supposed to then it's like yeah sometimes people can now become funny because they they have this expectation that you're someone in the church so you're supposed to attend to me Mm. we're supposed to respond to me when I call or you know what I'm trying to say so th- sometimes there can be unrealistic expectations mm. where people start thinking just because they're part of the body of believers they should be given either preferential treatment or but sometimes life just doesn't happen like that the week is busy you've got a lot of other things to do mm. so doing business with people in the church there was a time where I thought hey I don't think I want to do stuff with people <clears throat> in the church anymore yeah not because I, I wasn't giving them a proper service but then I, but because I just felt like there was this expectation that I don't think they would place on somebody else who mm, who isn't. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a very good one because I'm also thinking, and I've noticed that there's this sense that there's that general expectation that because you're from my church, I expect you to give me favorable terms. Yeah, but shouldn't it be the opposite, in the sense that because you're from my church. I should be actually, you know, supporting you fully. Yeah, support, supporting you fully, you know what I mean? As a, you know, as a brother in the church. Yeah. Because there's now that expectation that ah, <laughs> <laughs> church yeah, no, it's it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. And also, yeah, the, it, yeah. church and family are not too different in the way. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, kind of it's your church family. <laughs> guys this topic (laughs) it can be it can be a lot but then the flip side is also um that if you are part of a church and you provide a service then you also need to make sure that you provide a proper service proper service yeah yeah. because yeah sometimes guys we don't really represent the church very well where we we're either shady or we <laughs> we do substandard work mm. or you know stuff like that and then people are people are then like Aisha we want to support you because you're part of the church but ish yeah you know you mm-hmm. you're just doing really crappy work so I think it it goes both ways as well yeah but how do you deal with a situation where you've um I think you had a similar situation but it wasn't with someone in the church though it was it was a friend but it, it applies to this I kind of thing. I know pastor, pastor work every Sunday. So <laughs> I know he's a Christian. <laughs> he's a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but one of those where you, you've hired, genuinely hired someone from the church and they don't do a great job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you obviously confront them and then the situation becomes very difficult. How, how what's the best way to handle that? Or even maybe let's start from before like how would you handle it before you even confront them because now there's that expectation that you know we're brothers in christ this is if they didn't do a good job they didn't do a good job Hmm. like think of those in like a supplier who comes someone who's come to do your kitchen whatever and they just like botch it up and that's someone you know from church church in your cell group your fellowship together (laughs) oh man that is so hard but this goes back to what we were discussing in our other episode Mm. the most recent one actually about us being polite and nice all the time yes and not offering people opportunities to grow and improve because we'd rather not be honest with them so i mean 
Maria Gayanura, so just <laughs> accept that. <laughs> like, just try not to hold the grudge over the money because that will be eating you up mm. um, every time you see them. But you do need to be honest with them about how they're running their business and where they need to improve. And it hurts. Like, like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's horrible giving tough love and it's horrible receiving tough love, I must say. So, I... But it's necessary if if because we <laughs> are gonna be going out there. This person is gonna be going out there representing your church mm-hmm. in a way, maybe not as explicitly, but in some way they'll be representing the body of Christ in the industry that they're in. And if no one's ever told them that their work is substandard, then yeah, it just reflects badly on them. The whole. That's true. I mean, I'll be honest. I've had especially early days. I I had people who would tell me up front, you know, like straight up to tell me that, hey, dude, nah, that's not how you do it, mm. right? But I had people who guided me. Sometimes they showed me tough love, mm. and it was quite uncomfortable. But but now those some of those people are some of my you know, just some of the people that I'm I'm closest to because they they were there in the formative stages yeah. when I made my mistakes, my misjudgments, many True. of them. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm also guilty of the same. Yeah. So, but then the problem I think comes if you, if you, if you do something, uh, if, if you offer a service and something doesn't go well, or maybe, uh, maybe you, you offer a service and maybe you are duped and you, you've got to be honest, you've got to make recompense, you've got to, there's, there's got to be effort on your part to say, hey, what's, what's more important here is not the money, yeah. but it's the relationship with and my brother or my sister mm-hmm. and, and the reputation. Because there's guns of people closing each other in the yeah. church. Your... so many. It's so bad. Like, it's so rampant. <laughs> to the point where a lot of Christians more so experienced this at at my previous church. I would just got to a point where, like, if you hear that the person is Christian, you'd actually look for a different supplier. Because you're like, these people, I don't know no. how they do their things, but... That's bad. It, it's it's just and sadly true. Yeah, that's yeah. Come out the way you want it to. <sighs> sadly, and I don't know. I don't get how we reach that place with all the teachings that we're given about how our work is worship and how do all things as unto the Lord, and then we're out in the marketplace making fools of ourselves. I just don't. It's like doesn't compute for me. But I do think it's because we totally have this weird separation of Sunday me and then Monday yeah. to Saturday me. Of which they can be very different. So what do we do? I guess Jesus said we must love one another. (laughs) That's part of the the love. Love doesn't always have to be nice. But then I like what you said. It's not, it's no longer, I'm no longer loving you if I'm just going to let things slide or just start avoiding you. If I don't come and confront you and say, hey, this is where you're messing up. And this is going to ruin your reputation, the church's mm-hmm. reputation, and that sort of thing. Yeah. I guess it's also how you then communicate with that person, where you actually sit down with them and say, hey, look, it's because I care about you. You bosh this job. Yeah. At this point in time, if someone was to ask me for, for, a, referral. for a referral, I wouldn't refer you. Yeah. But... If you take this as a lesson, fix that, fix this, fix that. Yeah. And then when you get to a level where I can confidently refer you, mm. you'll be the first one on my list. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That sort of thing. That's love. You know, you care yeah. enough for that person to, to see that they're built up. They, they improve. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But now, 
the challenge is and why also on why um this topic came to mind is that there's this i just felt like there's this general and i'm guilty of it there's this general thing of i don't want to do business with people from church or i don't want suppliers from church especially like me like i don't because i've had bad experiences as well and yeah. stuff but just you know talking to people people just have this general feeling like outside oh, outside a business no church no vara and or, or it can become awkward or it can ruin relationships yeah. so there's certain things where a guy i know a guy from church would have said i do that thing and then now we want that thing you're like ah plaza church you know what i mean you now have that reason but it shouldn't be like that Yeah. yeah. But I think it's because people take advantage of their familiarity with you. Yeah. So say you found a supplier and he happens to go to your church or a church that whatever, a church. Yeah. Um when things go wrong on their end, they now will use that emotional element. Yes. Which a total stranger wouldn't tell you about. Yeah. I don't need to hear about your dramas at home or mm. <laughs> Hmm. The challenges you're facing <laughs> in your life like but because they know you're a believer they'll yeah. be like oh, but he'll understand if I tell yes. him my mom is sick and the deposit you paid <laughs> I use it hey, <laughs> whatever like they just feel like you'll understand because you're a church person whereas a total someone who doesn't know that you're a church person and someone who maybe is one but you don't have a relationship that's connected to the church they won't try those stunts on you or well, they might People yeah stay trying those dance on yeah. but it's less likely which is why i think we avoid church people because we're like mm, i don't need the stories just do the job that's all i want from you <laughs> so essentially you're talking about professionalism yeah yeah that if we're doing something let's be so maybe the attitude should be more that if i'm doing something for a brother or a sister in the church i should be even more more professional more excellent in the way mm. that i do mm. what i do yeah because yeah and and then i just give it i just give it my mm. all Enough said. I mean, I think that's why it's also good for churches to have business courses and other things that are not just only focused on deliverance and <laughs> you know dealing with the stronghold. Those things are very necessary. Please don't get me wrong, but I mean, obviously, there's a need in the body of Christ for people to learn mm. how to be professional, which they don't seem to be learning elsewhere. So, what yeah. better place than the church? Yeah, which is why I like a lot of churches that have that whole business forum. Cuz church is just not, you know, it's holistic, you know what I mean? There shouldn't be that whole sacred secular like business is business. How do you learn kingdom principles as a business person if there's no business? I know there are people who argue <clears> against <throat> that and say no, there you go to ZNCC or those are the business forums to learn business that shouldn't be part of the church. But if the church is not taking care of that part um from a Christian values point of view. Yeah. Yeah. It defeats the purpose. It really does. Yeah. The, I'll never forget was this is when I first was well, first started my business and I needed to get some flyers printed for an event. Found some guy in town. So when I walked into his office he was blasting it was some Christian song that was well known niche at mm-hmm. the time, but he was really like blasting it. It mm-hmm. was by not a local artist artist from outside. And he was like singing along like under his breath but I was just like oh well this guy's very really, like you know unashamed mm-hmm. he's really like in his office just blasting his gospel music and I was I really felt like oh so I came to the right place then he's now invoicing me then he's just like so what amount should I put on the invoice and I was like what do you mean the amount that it is like what do you 
why would I need it? Like, I was so confused. Yeah. And he's just like, no, is this, like, for you? Is it for a company? Like, and I was like, it's for me. He's like, oh, okay. So I'll just write the correct amount. And I was like, what do you, what were you going to do? He's like, no, I know some people, if they're sent by a company, they'll want the invoice to reflect more and then they'll just pocket the difference. Like, say it was $80 <laughs> worth of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you just get them to write... <clears throat> Hundred, and yeah. then you where you just take the twenty uh, yeah, that the yeah. company would have given you, but yes. the stuff actually cost eighty. Eighty bucks, yeah. Yeah, so he was asking me if I wanted him to do that, and I was like, no, like, <laughs> and, like it was just so from left field. I was just like, this yeah. is how people do business now. But you're a Christian, like, why would you even offer me that? So yeah. I think from then it was just like, oh, okay, this is how people do things in Zim. Cool. Welcome. Let me get. It was a welcome. <laughs> Let me get to the program. That yeah. People and I, and I will also say invoices for stupid things like printing flyers. Yeah. Yeah. People. People do that. Ah, yeah, uh, people, bro. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, people do a lot of stuff ah, yeah, in church. Yeah, yeah. You get people saying, "You're right. What a hundred? Yeah. What an invoice? You're going to to one fifty. Yeah. But I said hundred. No, not out to one fifty. In Zambia, hundred. Yeah, we not one fifty. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I also just want to say that having said everything we said, I've I also want to say that I've I've really been blessed by uh, just doing business with many of my fellow Christian brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, you know, where we they've given me work, we've done work, we've delivered, we've and and uh equally, you know, where I've I've also given business. So we can also get so caught up on the things that have not on, on the bad side, on the mm-hmm. negative narratives that are there and forget that there are so many more stories of people who've positive. done work together, positive stories, business together and and continue to do business together. Yeah. So let's also not let that soil <laughs> the, the the good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that just thought I would so. add that in there. Yeah. That's yeah. also a good reminder. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. This has been the Radiant Culture Podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. Um, especially if it's on Apple Podcasts, it helps other people to find the podcast and be blessed by it the same way you are. And yeah, we will catch you very soon. Very, very soon. Very soon. <laughs> I'm T-Mac. I'm Jumper. Cookie Monster. Dr. Kent. Sorry, Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Yeah. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.